So dear brothers and sisters, great to see you all in the chapel today. Uh, great to have uh, friends back from yesteryear as well. And Liam, back when Liam was here as an altar server, uh, he did two years here. He absolutely loved um, uh, incense, as it's ordinarily called, swingy, swingy, smoky, smoky, as he would call it. Uh, so he loves the swingy, swingy, smoky, smoky. Uh, so we thank uh, Liam for his dedication to incense. So... Um, <laughs> So as we're, this is something we might not like to admit, but all of us do more or less care what people think, right? Deep down, like most of us do care what people think. The reason most of you comb your hair in the morning <laughs> is because you care what people think. And even if you're going for the kind of the shaggy look, all right, it's because you care what people think. Uh, the reason you put on perfume is because you care what people think. The reason you wear certain clothes as opposed to others we, we, we do care what people think. Now, we, there's no need to be kind of, the, again, we can exaggerate this or we can, uh, we can exaggerate on both sides of this. It's important to care a little what people think, as in, if you absolutely stink, if you like, if you haven't showered in four months after bricklaying, uh, you know, it's important that you care that people beside you are passing out, <laughs> right, uh, and maybe do something about it. So we should care a little, okay? At the same time, we shouldn't be absolutely dominated by what will the neighbours think, or what will my family, or what will my, 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 my friends think, and be absolutely ruled by that. You often notice in secondary school, on a no-uniform day, uh, all the girls with the black leggings will stand together. You know what I mean? All the girls with the jeans will stand together, and everyone with exactly the same clothes, exactly the same, bought in exactly the same place, pennies, um, <laughs> will all, all congregate in their little huddles, right? Like, kind of t- terrified to be, to be different, because you can't, you can't be different. You have to fit in. You have to be normal, right? So we have, to, we have to kind of fit into our little group and laugh at what they laugh at and like what they like. And, and then, then you're okay. Then you're accepted. Then you're safe, okay? Then you have a, you have a community to belong to. Uh, it's interesting in, 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 in human development, uh, when we're young, uh, when we're children, uh, what our parents think is everything, right? What mammy and daddy think. Mammy, did I, did I do good? Did, you know, did I get this right? Uh, when you're, if it's music or if you're dancing or if it's hurling or whatever, do you know what I mean? You come back to the sideline afterwards, Daddy, did, did I do good? Did I do good? Son, you were fantastic. And that means the world to you. you know? uh, in our teens, we start to veer away from uh, what our parents uh, think. It's not so important to us anymore. And what our peers think is hugely important. You know? So if your mommy says, what are you doing? The state of them jeans is a big tear, big tear in the knee. It's like, mom, that's what everyone's wearing, all right? Like, you don't care what your mom thinks. But I sew that up. No, don't sew up my jeans. They're supposed to be torn. I'm not sending you out of the house in torn clothes. They'll think we're, they'll think we're absolutely on the bread line. Well, no, ma'am, it, it, it's a sign of I don't care. You know what I mean? It's a, they're supposed to look, you know, rough and stonewashed and torn and all that kind of thing. You just don't get it, mom. All right? And, you, you know, we, we, we've all done this. Like, we've all gone through this, through, through this stage where, remember, my, my parents, they bought... Uh, my mom uh, bought myself and my brother what something she was delighted with. They were, they were uh, long coats, right? So, but they were camel coats, right? And uh, I had, I, <laughs> they were probably kind of expensive. That was over 30-something years ago. My mom still mentions it because they, they were kind of expensive. But um, I look, we look like characters. I would remember last of the summer wine. Do you know that, that kind of, those kind of long kind of brown coats? I said, and I said, there is no way I'm, we're wearing those in public. Well, I'm wearing them. No way I'm wearing those in public. We never wore them. Never wore them. 
Um, so there's, there's, I say, there's a, in, in our normal human development, right, there's a stage where what, what our parents think or what they want is paramount. Then we kind of move on to what our peers think, you know, our, our friends, what they think. That's the, that, that, that will guide our, our fashion taste and our music taste and everything. It's interesting that uh, when we become adults then, like who, if we still care what people think, which we do, more or less, who are we playing to? You know, who, who are we performing for? Whose affection are we trying to win? I think there's all sorts of possible answers here. You know, I, th- I think we still do care what, what our friends, our co-workers, whatever it may be, I think we still do care what they think. But how often do I ask myself, what does the Lord think of all of this? What does the Lord think of, what, what does God, my, my Heavenly Father, what, what does He think of what I'm doing or saying or how I'm behaving or how I'm acting? Now, that, that's not to say, imply at all for a second that, that He's going to be there as a critical judge, but like, do I ever ask myself, Father, what, what do you want? What can I or could I or should I do here? Or afterwards, if, if, if I've done something maybe very hidden, you know, as, as most of parenting is, most parenting is completely hidden. Do you know, even like when you're, when you're getting up in early mornings to do early shifts or late nights or all night shifts or all those kind of ridiculous hours that you have to do and, um, or correcting copies into the wee hours of the morning because it's part of your job or changing nappies and feeding and cleaning up for the 15th time that hour, you know. And it's just over and over. It's all hidden. It's all hidden. And to be able to say, like to know in your heart of hearts, Father, I, I know you see me. And that is enough. I know you see me. So I'm not playing living just to impress people or to win people's affection or adulation or some sort of applause or recognition. It is enough, Lord, that you see me. It is enough that you see me. And this gives us a kind of a, a quiet confidence that I don't have to play for, for, for people's applause or, or recognition. So it means I can, I can continue serving and, and I can continue doing what I'm doing out of love for the Lord in all hiddenness. In all hiddenness. It's, it's a beautiful way to live. To have that reverential reverential. Fear is, is kind of, it, is, it is kind of a biblical word. Uh, I don't want us to be afraid of God, but at the same time, this matters. You know, the way we live, it actually has consequences. My decisions actually have consequences. My choices actually have consequences. This isn't, say in German, it's a lovely expression, it's this kind Kinderspiel. This is no game. This isn't a game. So, our lives are quite short and they matter and our choices matter and in fact all that we do matters for all eternity so it's, it's so important to, to, to get our, our, our perspective our understanding of the weight of our actions right in the sight of God so what's the Lord asking me to do what's the Lord inviting me to do today in, in our daily situations, there can be many things that, that test us, that really test our virtue. You know, uh, it's in your youth, it's probably your older or younger brother, you know, who can just be 
just know exactly where the nerves are, know exactly where the buttons are. Uh, in school, there can be the the bully or the teacher or just trying to deal with your own limitations. Maybe you're not good at sport, maybe you're not good at academics uh, and you're struggling just to get through school. In r- romantic relationships after that, it can be very heartbreaking in family situations. Then there's, there's all the tension there of the, the other side of the family, the in-laws, and then trying to deal with, your, again, yourself and your own limitations and your wife and hers, your husband and his, the kids and all of theirs. The, the, there's, there, there are constant things drawing drawing from us so how do we how do we hold that that kind of tension how do we how do we hold these things together how do we hold that joy uh, and the hope that we're supposed to have while at the same time living in a reality that's 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 fallen that's that's often very painful how do we hold those two together especially in in, in a woman's heart like where you're able to hold so many things in your minds at the same time do you know the past the present and the future things that haven't even happened yet you're, you're worried about and afraid of and um, and, and you're able to hold so many things in your minds at one time. How do, we, how do we do all of that? How do we hold all of that together? The Lord wish, wishes that we walk with him daily. That we draw from him daily. And that we don't affront this, this journey on our own. We were never supposed to do it on our own. So as, we, as we've been uh, meditating in our 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 talks over this weekend retreat, you know, the, the virtue, virtus in medios, that virtue st- is, exists in, in, in the middle of two extremes, of deficiency and excess. So when, when difficult things come our way, and this is a very, very Irish reaction, is just to say, it's fine, it's grand, it's all grand, doesn't matter, should we just have to get on with things, you know, shove it down. Who was it? Someone said to me recently, it was, I think it was, it was a young person, said that um, when... Uh, it was their, their, oh yeah, it was their granny's advice that uh, whenever you have something difficult or painful to deal with, how is she phrase it? Was it swallow it down, push it down, or something like that? It was kind of a, it was a really, it was kind of a blunt, a really blunt expression. Just something like just push it down and get over yourself. You know, now she's from a, a, a generation or two ago. And, uh, but that, that was the attitude, and you can, I think you all know people like that or remember people like that. Remember, like Ireland in the 50s, Ireland in the 50s is a fairly poor place. Way, way before my time, I do not know what that was like, <laughs> but I've heard, I've read about it. Okay. Uh, but it, it was, if any of you remember that, like very few of you do, I think, but it was a poor place. Like, it, was, it was tough. Many people went abroad to work, and many didn't come back because life was just better in America or England or wherever they went. Uh, so, so the like hard times bred hard people. So you had a miscarriage, right? Okay, shove it down, get over yourself, and get on with life. Someone's after dying in your family, right? Okay, push it down, get over yourself, and get on with life. You know, it's it was a hard reality. It was just peep. That's how people dealt with things. It, it was it's with horrendous consequences. By the way. Uh, you look at the, the amount of alcoholism and violence and all that went on in, 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 in homes, all from this kind of repressed anger and repressed grief, repressed emotion. Everything's just pushed down, pretend everything is fine. That's one extreme. The other extreme is uh, emotional gluttony. Emotional gluttony, where you just feast on the negativity and everything's bad and everything is terrible and everything is the worst in the world and I'm never going to be anything and I'm never gonna, things are never going to improve. 
and we're just destined for misery, and why do we even try? Right? So both extremes are bad. Both extremes are to be avoided. Pushing everything down and everything is fine, that's just not reality, and it will come back to bite you. But emotional gluttony as well, where your emotions are just out of control and ruling you and ruling everything you do, that's not the way either. So virtue is in, is in the middle. Well, what does that mean? So to walk facing our problems, through our problems, with the Lord. And even like, it's, it's, it's interesting, even the 12-step the program, the 12-step program, without talking about God per se, it talks about a higher power, but recognizes right from step one that you're incapable of overcoming this on your own. You're incapable on your own. So that's where that virtue is. It's in, in the middle. I recognize that I need God. I need God. I shouldn't be repressing all of my emotions. At the same time, I shouldn't be ruled by it. Virtue is in the middle. That I come through my issues and my problems with the Lord. That I'm living for him and from him. That I care what he actually thinks. And that I, I do things that I think will actually please him. Not, not in a way like to be a, a slave to him as such. But I know that what he wants for me is good. And when I do what he wants, it actually brings blessing to my family. So the Lord's will for me is good. The Lord's advice, it's, it's far more than advice. It brings blessing and, 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 and healing to my family, to my home, to my community. So the Lord knows what he's doing. And he is the one, if we're playing for anyone, we should be playing for him. If we're trying to impress anyone, we should try to impress him. If we're concerned about what anyone thinks of us, we should be concerned what he thinks. We ask the Lord today to show us who the Father is and show us the Father's heart that we may always know that the Father that we live from the Father that we live for is a loving Father who sees us as children and sees us make our mistakes and he, he picks us up and he dusts us off and he encourages us to go further to keep going we play for him we live for him so that one day we may spend eternity with him. Amen.